All right, folks, welcome back to a very awesome and special episode of the Sammy Hour. Yes, it's it's been a, such a unique and interesting month. You know, um, May's been such a unique month in the sense where I graduate high school soon, and it marks the one-year anniversary of the Sammy Hour. I know I had a one-year episode with my dad, and that was a very cool experience. But I, another really cool experience I'm having is I get to have the mayor of our city, Bakersfield, California, on for the Sammy Hour. Um, without further ado, I guess you doesn't need an introduction, but it's still going to get one. Mayor Karen Go, welcome to the Sammy Hour. Well, thank you so much, oh. and congratulations on your accomplishments. <laughs> thank you. Senior, <laughs> Senior, the last of many things, but mm-hmm. the beginning of many more. Yes, it's it's been a weird chapter. You know, it's just like people are like, oh, Sam, live, live it up, have some fun, um, enjoy this this phase that you're in. And I say, well, I my mind's like, oh, I have college next. I have to find out what I want to do for a living, and I got to get situated in, the, in this new city I'm going to be moving in in August. But it is, it's, it's been a very interesting year. You know, we had COVID. We were online for a little bit, and I'm happy to say that I finished strong. Uh, it, was, it wasn't easy at times, but I mean, I did it, and I get to look back and say, you know what, I was doing a podcast, I got to do swimming, I was doing AP classes, had a good experience overall. But yeah, it's, it's been fun. And you were the mayor's appointee to the youth commission. I was on the youth commission. I was appointee, uh, alternate last year, and then this year I was mm-hmm. a um, council, or not council, a member. I forget, I don't even remember, I think district, I forget what district I'm in. All I know is we made a PSA for the uh, youth commission. Yes, indeed. We just finished that, so that's going to be fun. And I'm sure, folks, I'll shout that out in my story, you'll see it. Um, but what? Uh, as I usually... I uh, get my guessy drink. I got myself a coffee today. I'm back working. I'm a little bit tired. And I got the mayor some right, drink we as have well. Green tea. Green tea from Starbucks. Both Starbucks drinks. Mine's from the grocery store, though. <laughs> and then hers is from <laughs> Starbucks itself. But without uh, any delay, we're going to get into the questions. Um, how has it been not only being a politician, but, but, a, but leading a city and a community through a pandemic? Sammy, think about the word pandemic, the mm-hmm. prefix pan, mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. The pandemic impacts everyone, all of us. That's true. So for me as the mayor, I I could see the largeness of that Mm -hmm. impacting every, every life. And so, of course, you know, very, very complex. But you think about all of us. This Mm -hmm. impacted every single person, not only in our city, in our state, in our country, but around the world. And so... When I think about, is it the mayor or is it all of us mm. working together to get through this? And that's where I think that we are. Of course, it was mm-hmm. extremely complex yeah. because it impacted our health, which is a very precious gift that we have. It impacted our economy. It impacted education. It impacted every aspect of our day-to-day life. And so it was extremely complex Mm -hmm. but the important thing is that we together I believe are going to finish strong yeah I think so too I mean I feel like we've made a ton of a ton of progress and a lot of change last year at this time it was I want I don't want to necessarily categorize it as a dark time but it was it was a very interesting time you know there was no vaccine out Mm -hmm. people didn't really know what to what was completely going on you know they had been locked in their houses there was some people weren't going to work kids were finishing the school year on zoom and now i look back a year later and i'm i would say i'm pretty pleased with with how with with the progress that we, we made i mean we have the vaccine out um 
kids are starting to go back to school. I was fortunate enough to have a swim season. We didn't think we were going to have any sports, but we got to have a swim season, which was good. And I think that if we can continue to stay on that cycle and, and on that stride, I think we'll get there. And I've said this before, before slowly but surely. Yes. You know? There were a lot of unknowns. And mm. one of the wonderful gifts that came out of our community is to see how much people cared for one another. Mm -hmm. We had an amazing outpouring of generosity in serving those who had food insecurity, mm -hmm. in persons who were afraid. Our community, which is already known as a very generous community, mm -hmm. came together and really served one another. And so sure. when you think about the good that came out of the pandemic, I will say that that certainly for me has been a joy as mayor to see our mm -hmm. community coming together. Yeah, I bet that was because like for me, as a high school student, once again, there were so many unknowns like, oh, my gosh, no sports. Oh, man, I don't get to see my senior friends graduate. They didn't have graduation until July. And by then, people were like, oh, they, there's graduation. People are already doing their own thing over the summer. And it was really hard for me uh, as a high school student with that. But, I mean, you being the mayor, overlooking this whole city and community, I bet you had some, some really challenging days. There were challenging days. And I, I think about what people expect a mayor to be able to solve. Mm -hmm. And it's I, I am so grateful for the privilege of being able to serve, mm -hmm. but it's not possible for any one human being to solve everything as quickly as people would expect. Yeah. But I, I'm grateful that on the local level, I was able to help those who came to me and then also advocate on the state level. So there were times when we just needed to advocate for aspects of our community, such as our restaurants mm -hmm. that really needed that support or houses of worship that really wanted to figure out how to move forward. And so being able to communicate not only in the local level, but advocate on a state level for all people, that was great satisfaction. Mm -hmm. um, how pleased are you with this? How, with how this community handled COVID nineteen? I am really grateful for the way our community has come together, and mm -hmm. you could see our healthcare workers just doing yeah. everything possible just to look at their immense sacrifice. Yeah. I, I think we did that really well. Of course, we had some challenges <laughs> with our decisions, maybe to mask or not to mask, and we live in a free country, and people have. Their strong opinions mm -hmm. and they have freedom. And so, of course, that was one of the challenges that we navigated through mm -hmm. together. But the key there is the togetherness of mm -hmm. it. I think in all, whether people had opinions where they felt the mask was good, whether it was bad, whether we should be locked in or locked out, I think what mattered at the end of the day is we all found a way to work together and get through it. You know, yes. whether we were restaurant workers, whether we were politicians, whether we worked at nonprofits or at hospitals, we found a way to work together, use our minds, and I would just say use our, our motivation and perseverance to keep moving forward. And I Absolutely. think that's kind of what this whole country has shown, but really this community, this is a very unique community. I'm, I'm proud to call it home, and I'm also a little bit sad that I'm going to be leaving for Newport Beach, but I mean, I'll be, be I'll be back. I'll be back. I'll be, be back. back. Okay. I'll, I'll, of yes. course, I'll be back. But um, as I know we covered COVID, we talked about you being a leader and just how that time was. How did you get into politics, though? I never, ever, <laughs> ever, ever, ever intended to get into politics. Same so with I podcasting. was, <laughs> yes, I was uh, a faithful voter, but mm. that was really the extent of my involvement in politics. And so from childhood, I was always taught the call in our lives to serve others. And yeah. so that was a practice all through my life. And I started off thinking that I was going to be a doctor. Mm -hmm. And so in high school, I always had this 
tug between the arts and the sciences, and I went to USC to start off as a pre-med major, oh. but I'm sitting in a concert, and I have an epiphany, <laughs> and I decide, no, I'm going to change my major to music. Wow. Now imagine calling home. You're going to be a doctor, and then you're going to be an artist. This is not exactly a... Um, path forward that has great security. Yeah. But that choice actually then allowed me to get to New York to experience wow. the corporate life. Wow. And so I had a professor when I was in grad school who took uh, just great interest in me, invested in my life as a mentor. And when she was given an opportunity to present as a national keynote speaker, she asked me to do a little portion of her presentation a publisher from New York City was there. Oh. That led to my going to New York for what I thought was going to be five to six months that ended up being an entire career. So I wow. got to experience the Fortune 500 company. Came back after that uh, when my mom was passing from mm -hmm. cancer and I thought I would go back to New York City. Mm -hmm. But I got involved in a nonprofit, Garden Pathways, that helps people through mentoring and education move out of the most challenging conditions. Mm -hmm. So it was during that time when the seat of uh, county supervisor came open and I was asked to consider applying for that seat with the governor. And I thought, this is the most ridiculous thing. <laughs> I will, it's never been on my radar, and why should I do this? Yeah. But as I began to look at the population of this particular district, it was a poor district, mm -hmm. and as I looked at that, people said, you would have an opportunity to serve on a broader scale. And so I submitted my application thinking that there are far more qualified people than I, and I would not get in, but I thought, oh, it's a polite thing to do, so I will. Mm -hmm. Then I got an interview. Wow. I was shocked about that. <laughs> and then I got the call saying, you're it. Wow. And so that was the beginning of my journey as county supervisor. I got to serve for a couple of years there. And so having that combination of Fortune 500 experience, nonprofit experience, and government experience, then when the mayor's position came open after our mayor served for 16 years, mm -hmm. 25 of us decided to run. <laughs> and I am just so grateful wow. that the residents of our community selected me. And so here I am, just starting my second term. Wow. It's been a, that's a crazy journey. It right? is a crazy USC, journey. USC, what concert was it? So it was a Dancy Woodwind Quintet. I'm just mm -hmm. here, it's a quiet chamber music, and I'm just, <laughs> make this decision. <laughs> yeah, but what, what you can see through this, Sam, is that sometimes when we set out with a particular goal, God really has a wonderful, a wonderful future mm -hmm. in mind. Mm -hmm. And the things that we never could have imagined, he has already foreseen that for us and opened the doors of preparation. So why should that person who was on the national music stage ever choose Peon Me, grad student, to be with her when everybody from around the country was coming to see her? But that mentorship and that opportunity opened up my future. And so just choosing to change to music set me on that path, but got me to New York with all of that Fortune 500 experience, which I never, ever imagined. Mm -hmm. But sometimes our best preparation isn't necessary. It's wonderful to prepare, mm -hmm. but at the same time, we have to be open to those doors of opportunity that come our way that maybe are even better than what we could have imagined. Right. I completely agree. I remember when I first started doing this podcast, I would have 
kids on my age, 16, 17-year-olds, people I, I knew as we were talking about before the show started. And I remember I was talking to my parents one night, and they were like, what if you had someone like uh, Assemblyman Vince Vaughn or Mary Karen Gowan? I was like, whoa, I, I don't know. We, we have to find out. And I remember I took my first leap of, of kind of having guests such, uh, such as yourself by a simple Instagram DM to Assemblyman Vince Fong. And I was like, okay, hopefully this goes well. I think I have some luck because I did an internship with him the summer before. And I just, I texted him on Instagram and he got back to me that same night. I'm like, whoa, okay, we, we're, getting, we're, getting, we're getting things rolling here. And from there on, it contacted his uh, staff through email and I ended up getting him on. And that, I mean, that was an awesome episode. And then from there, I started getting, I guess, guests that I thought, oh, I, I, I could never do that. I could never have them on as a guest. Like a uh, local radio show host, Richard Bean in town. Mm-hmm. I got yes. him on a couple months later. I'm like, whoa, I just interviewed a radio show host <laughs> who has many years of experience uh, in, in media and with being a radio show host, of course. And I just, I just think that taking that first leap, allowing myself to want to pursue that opportunity, but not only wanting to pursue it, but just keeping in mind like, okay, maybe – Maybe this is a good idea. What? Why am I hesitant on this? And just from then, kind of breaking those mental boundaries yes. and then pursuing that opportunity led me to so many opportunities. I was like, "Whoa, hmm, I didn't think I would have Mr. Bean on." And then, before I knew it, I was having I, I I'm having the mayor on, which I'm like, it's been a fun journey. But and, and it's fun while it's going on. But I mean, once again, you don't you don't you can't predict these things are so many unknowns as you were saying you never thought you were going to be in new york city i never, never. thought i would be doing a podcast mm-hmm. after work with the mayor um one thing though i think both your parents and my parents taught us yeah. is to pursue excellence yes. and work hard and so where sometimes we don't know where we're going to end up mm-hmm. but as you do your very best with whatever god has given us today Wherever we are today, you do your best then, and then those other doors open up. So our talents then make room for ourselves as people see those. Mm -hmm. But as you pursue hard work, same thing with your swimming, with all of that, it doesn't just come accidentally, (laughs) right? No, it doesn't. But uh, there are opportunities that we never could have imagined. Mm -hmm. But as we work hard and just pursue excellence, those doors open up. Yeah, like I thought I was going to be in Lawrence, Kansas, going to the University of Kansas. I was like, oh, because all my family's over in Kansas and Missouri. It's only like a 30-minute drive. Just take the freeway and boom, I'm in Kansas City. I'm with all my cousins and all my grandparents. And that's something that I've lacked in um, California being here is all my family's in the Midwest. I'm fortunate to have my grandma here. She moved in with us from Wisconsin. That's been awesome. But I, in my mind, when I first started, my, the first college I applied to was University of Kansas. And I remember I was like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a Jayhawk, Jay. Rock Chalk Jayhawk. I'm going to... I, I don't know much about snow, but I'm going to adapt. I'm going to like it. I mean, not many people like the 100-degree heat, but we, us, baker, us Bakos, we adapt to it. Yes. Um, and I was like, that's it's going to be fun. You know, they're known for a bas- good basketball team. They have a good business school. I'm like, I can see myself doing this. It's going to be awesome. And I really had it in my mind that I was going to be in Lawrence, Kansas. And then, no, I uh, I think my mom got something in the, in the mail about a Vanguard Visitation Day. Not many schools are doing Visitation Day this last mm-hmm. year because of COVID. So a lot of it was online, and I didn't. I wanted to get that one-on-one experience of walking around a college campus and being. Can I picture myself mm-hmm. here? Does just kind of getting a, a feel of the atmosphere. So from there, I she found it. She looked at the Vanguard thing, called him up. He went down there for Saturday. And I was like, that was interesting. That was fun. And I still had in my mind that I was still going to be a Jayhawk. Like, mm, that was cool and all, but I guess I'll be a Jayhawk. And then we flew down in December to see family down there for Christmas and New Year's. And 
my dad was willing to drive out for 30 minutes uh, from Kansas City to Lawrence, Kansas to, to tour it. And uh, yeah, that was an interesting experience. I remember I was freezing. I was, I was, I was horribly cold. I was miserably cold, actually. I had my, my winter jacket on, but I, I just couldn't get warm. I'm like, I don't, I don't know if I can do this. You know, I'm not going to be my folks. I'm not going to be in a nice rental car like this. You know, I'm going to be on my own walking around these, these, this campus. And then, uh, you know, like a, two months later, I was like, should I try Vanguard out again? So I literally called them. I had a three-day or four-day weekend. And they allowed me to come down and tour. And, from, and I had this, this feeling that, hmm, I think that's a university I should be going to. So then I made my decision. And I was like, wow, I'm going to be in Newport. But the thing is, folks, is we sometimes we have this idea that, oh, we may end up here. We, we may end up there. And, I mean, I kept doing my part. I kept working in school. Kept doing podcasting, kept trying to really get the best out of this weird senior year. It was a very interesting year, <laughs> and I mean, I did that, and it ended up it all coming up to for coming to fruition and ending up pretty smoothly. You know, it's gonna be fun being in Newport, eating an acai bowl, and learning how to swim instead of being freezing cold in Kansas and being like, shoveling oh. snow. <laughs> exactly, mm. <laughs> hoping my, hoping my car battery doesn't die because my parents they went to school in the Midwest and they tell me stories that scare me about their car dying mm-hmm. and then sliding because the ice. I'm like, oh, God, I don't really want to experience that. But, yeah, I mean, life life is full of unknowns. Yes. And I think that if we really stay steady, stay working hard, whatever that is, in school and, and swim, um, in, in, in your jobs, I think that – why well, I don't think I know that things will end up happening because the Lord has – has his hand on everything and Absolutely. he knows if you're being diligent he knows if you're working hard and he knows your attitude he knows your, your heart and, and yeah. how you view things in life and having that faith knowing that God has our best mm-hmm. interests at heart and that he has purpose good things mm-hmm. for us and so being able to have that confidence then we just move forward in that mm-hmm. working hard of yeah. course but knowing that we can trust in him exactly it's good to have that cornerstone because Life is, is uh, as hard as it is. There's so many unknowns. And I think that when you have that faith in God and know that he always has you and that you're a child of him, I think it makes life so soothing and peaceful. In the midst yes. of a chaotic storm, I'm sure that mm-hmm. you found yourself, you know, during COVID, it was scary for all of us. When it's first started yes. in March 2020, you're like, oh my gosh, things are shutting down. What's, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you found yourself very stressed out and, and somewhat anxious and scared. But I'm, I'm also sure that you were like, you know what, I, I'm a child of God. He has my, he has my back. He has my best interest. And uh, I know, I I know that he's my cornerstone. And then from yes. there, I'm sure your eyes started opening up, and things got sm- smoother from there. In a sense, where you're like, all right, this may be difficult. This may be a tricky decision that I'm about to make, or thing I'm about to say to the media. But I know it's all going to end up smooth, and and end up working out in the end. Well. All of us working together makes it work out in the end. And that's a special community that we live in is that Mm -hmm. there is a lot of that working Mm -hmm. together, a lot of that collaboration. It's a very special community. You know, when you think of Bakersfield, I've said this to a lot of people, but you think of, I mean, the stereotype or, yeah, the stereotype of California, you think of nice beach, uh, I guess. We have that, don't we? (laughs) Not in Bakersfield. (laughs) You got to drive about two hours, but nice beach, uh, getting a tan, just chilling in your board shorts about to surf. Uh, burger, fries, shake, or smoothie, or whatever. And, and Bakersfield's not like that. It's a little drier. <laughs> uh, there's no ocean. But, I mean, aside from that, it's a very awesome community. It is. And we hear so many people who come here because of work. And they mm-hmm. say, I, was, yeah. I plan to be here two years. <laughs> and it's yeah. now 10, 15, 20 <laughs> years later. Mm-hmm. And I choose yeah. to live 
here and raise my family here because it is such a special community. Yep. Oftentimes there are stereotypes, but when they come <laughs> here and they really see that there is something unique about our community. We had a branding study done uh, some time ago, mm -hmm. and I was speaking with a consultant, and he asked me what's special about our community, mm -hmm. and I talked about this caring, this warmth, this collaboration, and he said, Mayor, every mayor says this about their community. At the end of that study, he said to me, Mayor, you were right. There is something different mm -hmm. about this community yeah. in its caring and its coming together, supporting one another. You can feel and it. so we came out with the slogan, with the tagline, Bakersfield, the sound of something uh, better. That's the sound where that came of from. something better came from that. And there's the sound of today, but there's also the anticipation as we look forward into the future and hear that sound of something better too. Mm -hmm. That was, wow, that's a really awesome way of putting it. Um, do you see yourself being mayor of Bakersfield for a long time? You know, I never saw myself as being <laughs> the mayor of Bakersfield. So uh -huh. as we were talking earlier, <laughs> I'm just going to leave this in the hands of God. Mm. And as long as I can be of service to the people mm -hmm. and they want to elect me, I am here to serve. And I think if each of us always thinks of our life as being a life of service, it's not so much the specific job that we're in, but as long as we are serving mm -hmm. others, we're serving our community, we're serving our neighbors, yeah. that's what's important. Mm -hmm. And uh. so for me, I, I decided not to even think along those lines. I need to think about <laughs> who I'm serving today and what I can be doing for our residents today. Like tomorrow has enough troubles or tomorrow has enough worries on its own. You know, you mm -hmm. got to really focus on today and, and you got to do the best that you can, whether it's taking out the trash, making your bed, doing chores around the house or on a bigger scale and serving people it's hel yes. or helping people or it's picking up donations or giving donations away. I feel a certain freedom because I've never aspired to be a politician. I know people who have always wanted to be a politician. Yeah. And so they have to be on this career path mm -hmm. where I just think of it as I am just so grateful that an ordinary person has had this extraordinary life and I have the privilege of serving. So when you think about it in that sense, that pressure isn't there. Like, am I going to win the next election or how long will I serve it? Just like... Let me serve mm -hmm. today. I think, yeah, I, I, I completely agree with you. But I think it's cool that you've gotten to see a big American city, New York City, mm -hmm. and then kind of a more, not, we're not really a small, we're about 300,000. We're not mm -hmm. really a small city, folks, but kind of a, a smaller city in terms of New York City um, and, and on the West Coast, completely different culture, completely different lifestyle. How, how was, I mean, obviously, you've been here for some time now. Um, how, was, how was New York City? I've always kind of wondered. I mean, I've, I wouldn't mind living there. I've, I want to do a vacation there at some point. But how was it over there in New York City? I, mean, I loved everything corporate. about New York City. Mm -hmm. So, of course, with the music background, what a wonderful place of mm -hmm. culture. So yeah. I could work until 7 o'clock, and my colleagues and I could decide, oh, let's go to Carnegie Hall wow. or to a Broadway show. You know, And we could do it on the spur of the moment. Mm -hmm. And I love the fast pace of it. And I love that lifestyle. Mm -hmm. However, when I chose to come back here to serve in Bakersfield, mm -hmm. I made a decision that I wasn't going to compare those because it was different. And I love where I am today. So I think if we can choose to be happy mm -hmm. in the moment, 
that is wonderful and enjoy whatever circumstance, whatever environment we're placed in. Now you get to have a lot of fun going ahead, <laughs> right? You're going to be on that beach all the yeah. time, but you know, it's different for different phases of our life and we can enjoy different aspects mm -hmm. during different parts of our life. That's true. It's, it's very interesting and awesome it, that you said that because I've been looking really forward to going to Newport, being a mile from the beach <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I didn't really have that in bigger. So you got to drive about two, two and a half hours. And I'm really looking forward to that end of August, early uh, September. But I'm going to enjoy the season that, I am, that I'm in right now. It's a very unique season, kind of this like in right in the crux of transition right now. Mm -hmm. You know, graduation soon. We're just working from there and then getting stuff all ready for college while doing a podcast. It's going to be a time of grinding and a time of really kind of pursuing what I want to do. But I also... I, I tell myself this sometimes too, but I always get carried away. I want to get carried away most of the time. You got to enjoy where you're at. Yes. Right? Whether you're a freshman in high school or you're about to be a freshman, you're a little bit nervous where you're going to be or a freshman in college soon like I'm going to be. It can be stressful, but enjoy where you're at because as my dad says, you know, enjoy, enjoy the circumstances while you have them. Enjoy the moments while you have them mm -hmm. because before you know it, they're gone. Yes. And you're like, oh, whoa, that was five years ago already. And I've caught myself doing that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's important to to be thankful for whatever we have, and especially if we're healthy right now, if we're able to work, if we're able to influence people, if we're able to really enjoy um, our life right now, whether it's enjoying summer or being a politician like yourself and being able to influence people and help people as much as you can. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But um, back to the kind of political arena of questions, what's the hardest thing about being a politician? You know, because I hear some people say, some politicians say it's a stress, it's people completely, or people are always slandering you, like the media saying, oh, what, what is it? What is she or what is he or she doing? Or just people not having faith in you. What's, what's the hardest thing well, from your vantage, of course? Let me flip it first and say <laughs> what a privilege it is to <laughs> serve. <laughs> right. There are a few challenges because people have some unrealistic expectations of what a mayor can do. So, you know, we're enjoying our Starbucks. So I got we a are. call the other day from a woman who was very upset that our city is growing too fast and she had to go to three Starbucks. And so it's the mayor's fault that she had to go to three Starbucks. Or during the time when we had the ankle biter mosquitoes, somebody wanted to know what I was going to do about those and did we vote on them. Mm. So you get a whole range. Sometimes wow. uh, I get parents calling me because they're unhappy with their child's teacher or they're having a domestic dispute um, mm -hmm. or they want me to fix what the president of the United States is doing mm. on that particular day. You definitely have that power. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so the, the challenge is that the needs are so great mm -hmm. and it is impossible to address every need as quickly as we would want it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's certainly every job has its stresses and if we choose to focus on that then we're going to get consumed in self-pity mm -hmm. but I, I think um, the challenge would be the sometimes the unrealistic expectations expectation mm -hmm. that any one person can do everything yeah. and so that's what I have to just realize is that I am not a politician mm -hmm. I am a public servant mm -hmm. That's really what it is, right? That's what they call us, public Absolutely. servants. So if you think of yourself instead as a public servant and you can do whatever to serve one another, those pressures that people put upon you, the expectations, yeah, we get called all kinds of names. I mean, you can look at any of my social media posts. No matter what I comment on, somebody has something else to say about something totally different. Mm -hmm. 
but that's okay because you do that for the greater good, for the privilege of serving mm -hmm. our community and for the privilege of being able to lead. Mm -hmm. That's crazy that lady was so mad about having three Starbucks. <laughs> I mean, first off, I think it's cool that we have multiple Starbucks. Yes. I mean, like, <laughs> I've done this before because I leave BCA. I went to BCHS for uh, all four years of high school. Go Eagles. Yeah, go Eagles. Yep. Um, but they built, I think, yeah, my junior year, they finished building the, a new Starbucks. And I would leave, um, sometimes I would leave school and I would go to that Starbucks and be packed with people trying to get their daily dose or afternoon dose of caffeine to get them through the day. And I'd be like, oh, it's too busy. I hate this. And then I was like, hey, there's one right by my house. I'm like, I, to me, I wouldn't be <laughs> complaining because I get, I mean, there's multiple Starbucks's or Starbucks. And I, but hey, I guess, I guess that's, that's crazy though that someone also called about mosquitoes too. Yes, well, they call about all <laughs> kinds of things, and but I am so grateful that I get to mm -hmm. work on some of the major challenges yeah. of our community and look at solutions. We're working on homelessness right now, yeah. which, of course, impacts every major city and mm -hmm. making some progress there. It's We still have a long ways to go, mm -hmm. as do all of our communities in California, but that's the privilege yeah. of serving. A very smart man and teacher once said, uh, complex problems require complex solutions. And I, I, a certain teacher I had who may be on the podcast, by the way, um, I had him for two years uh, in high school. He taught my favorite subject. Maybe that's why I remember the quote so much. It was history and government. I used to think to myself, oh, what, what did, there's more to that saying. Yes. And as, as we talk about this and as I talk about two other leaders in our community, I realize that when I think of that quote, complex problems require comple complex solutions, that takes multiple people yes. to fix a complex problem and devise a complex solution, such as homelessness. It's not going to take one person, mm -hmm. as some people think, like, oh, the mayor's got to figure this out, or oh, the governor's got to figure this out, or oh, the president's got to figure this out. I think, it, well, I don't think it takes, it takes everyone. It takes Absolutely. a whole body of people. And that's the beauty about America, being a democratic republic, is yes. you get, there's state governments working together, there's local governments working together, and of course, there's a the federal government working together. But I think it's important to know that it takes a whole group of embodied people to become united in order for something such as homeless, homelessness to be solved. And I don't think homelessness is going to be solved overnight no. by any means. It's going to take a little bit, you sure. know, just like COVID. <laughs> yes, and sometimes people will say, Mayor, if you only would. And so then I know they have no understanding of the complexity of the situation yeah. because, as you were saying, these complex issues really take many different solutions and all of us working together uh, because there's so many multifaceted challenges that go with this and we have the opportunity to address those many different facets. Yeah, and, and that's kind of leading into our next question. We're getting down kind of our last uh, couple questions here. Been a really awesome episode so far. Very smooth. Maybe it's the Starbucks helping us. I, oh. I've got I got a kick of energy. Good. But um, how can we progress and become a more united body of people in a time where life and society can feel so tense and divided? You know, especially with I feel COVID uh, was a big catalyst for for division in this yeah. country, especially ideological division. Um, but how can we progress as people? I know it's it takes understanding. It takes working together, of course, but also takes. I, I agree to disagree, if you will. Yes, mm -hmm. and we do live in a country where we have freedom. It's true. And that is a precious gift that we have. Mm -hmm. But also, privilege. we have to make the personal choice to allow others to have their opinions, but to be able to work together in peace. Mm -hmm. And you think about that song, let there be peace on earth, and let it begin with 
me. Mm -hmm. And so it's a personal choice, and I think each of us has to make that decision as we work with others, not to let division get in the way. Even though we might share different perspectives, how do we accomplish something for the greater good mm -hmm. instead of constantly badgering one another? Does it help when we call each other names? Does it help when we demean each other? If we're trying to reach a goal, can we find the commonality? We probably have a lot more in common than we do not in common. And mm -hmm. let's focus on those commonalities instead of pointing out the areas of division. It takes understanding each other. And I think so many people have gone through trauma and hurt and pain because of this virus which caused a pandemic. Mm -hmm. And I think more than ever, or in, in, in our, my modern life, or in my life in, in of course, modern time, it, it takes a, a higher level of understanding yeah. because I think, you know, maybe someone's acting up and, and, and not being themselves because maybe they got unemployed because there was a shortage at, they, 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 their certain company could afford to pay them anymore due to the whole pandemic. And, or maybe someone hasn't been themselves or just, I don't know, isn't being the, the person that you remember because they may have lost someone during COVID or mm -hmm. they're, they're scared of, of COVID or they're mad about certain political outcomes. Yes. And I think it, it takes not being invasive or being like, oh, or slandering them or being judgmental. I think it takes understanding. And sometimes that, that, that requires us to be careful with our words and observe the situation. Yes. I think it's important to really do that, especially right now in 2021. Absolutely. Understanding where somebody else is coming from mm -hmm. and what is causing them maybe to manifest whatever, maybe a negative behavior, mm -hmm. but at least taking that time to say, to acknowledge that they have an opinion and maybe they do have a trauma that is causing some kind of expression, maybe that we wouldn't agree with, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but being open to that understanding and being willing to embrace our fellow human. Mm -hmm. it, it takes all of us. Yes. It really does. And I think that's one of the main themes of this episode is it takes understanding, it takes all of us in order to, to lead to this, this one key word, united. Yes. I mean, it's, it's in this country's name, United States of America. Mm -hmm. And we need to recognize that. Absolutely. You know, not many countries are as blessed as us. I think we really need to understand that. Once get understanding, key word as well, understanding each other and certain cir and circumstances and situations so we can become more united. Because I feel like we can be a beacon of hope to many, many countries around the world. But I think first it starts here it does. in this country, within the American body. Um, but as we start winding down our last question, wonderful episode so far, Mayor. Thank you so much. My I pleasure. hope the, the Starbucks is good. I know Excellent. mine tastes amazing. Um, it, there's something about afternoon coffee. I like, I like morning coffee. I'm always rushed though, so I gotta quick brew it. And then, so that's why I get these to-go ones in the glass bottle. I lived in England for a while and we had afternoon oh, wow. tea. So you didn't talk about England. Time. When did you live in England? Oh, as a child. Okay. <laughs> I guess we can bring that up a different time, but that's awesome. Wow. International. Um, what message of hope can you spread not only to people um, in this community, but people all over? Because my listeners vary from uh, different regions of the U.S., Midwest. I have some in the Midwest. I have some spread throughout California. And I, I think I have some listeners in Canada as well. So what message can you, of hope can you spread to, to people all over, anyone listening for that matter? You know, hope is that critical ingredient that allows us to move forward. And we are from a country 
where there has always been resilience and we have recovered from many challenges in the past and we will continue doing that as we all work together. Mm -hmm. So let's not let a tragedy triumph over us. Let's choose to triumph over that tragedy. And so in this case, over the pandemic, over the challenges that we face, but it is as we are together and as we choose to move ahead, choose to be resilient, we can move ahead and we can have that hope. We can be carriers of hope one to another. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No matter what political party you identify, no matter what religion you identify, it, 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 you can have a certain or different religion from someone, different religious beliefs or, or different political beliefs, but it, it doesn't, it, you can still, and in the midst of that, understand and be there for someone and just be like, all right, it's time that we work together, put our differences aside. So much was canceled during the pandemic, and I have a sign in my office window that was given to me mm-hmm. by a local radio station, mm-hmm. and it says, hope is not canceled. I saw those and so that's what we can continue to bring that hope to one another. And I think as we encourage one another with that hope, we move together, resilient, and move forward and make progress. Mm-hmm. Know that hope is uh, always there and we can always have hope. And that's yes. never taken from us. That's something that's, I think, is always going to be manifested in 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 humans. You know, yes. Because that keeps humans moving. Yes. Whether it was tough times uh, for instance, the Great Depression or nine, after 9-11. And even now, it, they're tough times. It takes resilience. But I think in order to be resilient, you have to have hope that it, it's going to be better. There's, oh, like as I say, light at the end of the tunnel. You know, a, a, a new chapter, a new door. And for me, I have to think about the source of all hope. And for me, that is God. Mm-hmm. I know that you have uh, that you share in that belief too. Mm-hmm. But as we look at the God of hope that can fill us with comfort and that uh, ability to persevere and to know that he does have everything in control. Mm-hmm. Well, as I say, usually at the end of uh, my episodes, I usually ask a guest kind of the, the, the episode, of, or a question to culminate the episode to kind of put the cherry on top, if you will. Um, and you, uh, I mean, you give an, an, an amazing answer. I usually say you hit the, the, uh, the nail right on the head. I mean, that's, that was a great response. I think that response kind of relates to, uh, it relates to everyone. Um, it's it's important to understand that. All right, let's let's keep moving forward, folks. Um, let's just know that you know it's gonna end at some point. Like during senior year, I was like, oh man, I don't I don't like being so spread out in class right now because we had to do social distance and we were because let's say it was a class of twenty, you normally be in a classroom, of course, mm-hmm. but they would put you in a theater and you'd be like so spread out from your classmates. <laughs> they'd be like, oh, this feels weird. Am I in trouble? Um, and it was hard to focus, you know. Uh, or hear and pay attention. Everyone would be wearing a mask. You'd be like, "Oh, repeat again," and I'd be like, "Oh, this is this is so weird right now. I I just I can't wait till senior year is over. Where I can go to college, and this is all going to be done." But I'm sure I'm sure people are going to find themselves in moments similar to that, or moments where they don't find as enjoyable. Enjoy where you're at. Make the best of where you're at. And those are the times where I feel hope grows the most. Yes. Because you're like, "All right, tough time, but it's going to get better." How can I become better in this moment where I'm struggling, where it's a little bit uncomfortable for me? Because um, there's a saying I, I once heard, a smooth sea never made a skilled sailor. So I'll just let that one kind of marinate. Uh, it's a good quote. But Mayor Karen Go, thank you for joining me on the Sammy Hour. It's been an amazing experience. A lot of fun. Coffee was amazing. Thank you for just kind of sharing a glimpse of what it's like, what it's been like being a politician. Because I know, and uh, I, I, I can say this, 
on my behalf, and I'm sure I'll just say it on the community's behalf, thank you for all you've done in this community. Um, not only, of course, through the pandemic, but just all around uh, since you've been in office. It's it's not easy being a politician. The media makes it look like, oh, politicians aren't <laughs> there. Why didn't they do that? They're monsters. It's it's not easy. That's why not everyone can be a politician. But I just want to say thank you, and um, I'm happy that you're the leader of this community. And uh, I think from there, we'll end it. If you want to quick say anything. Thank you so much, Sam, for your kind words. <laughs> and I want to thank you for your leadership. And as you, as a young person, you're out there leading uh, the community. You are the next generation mm-hmm. of possibly a mayor. Who knows? Maybe you'll <laughs> come knows? back and be the mayor of Bakersfield. But mm-hmm. Bakersfield is so proud of you. Thank you for mm-hmm. serving you. on our Youth Commission. Thank and you. all the best as you move ahead with the next phase of your journey. Thank you. I appreciate it. And, you know, I've, I've been told that someone told me, they're like, Sam, I feel like you could be a mayor. Um, who knows? I'll enjoy the moment right now being 18, about to go to college. I don't got to worry about that, as you said. That's the right. Lord has it. Um, but, hey, if I'm called to be a mayor, I'll be a mayor. Um, anyway, folks, signing out. Thank you, Mayor Karen Go. Love you all. Have a great one. And episodes are going to be weekly now because it's summer vacation, so I have more time to produce. It's either going to be weekly or one every other 10 to 14 days. Anyway, God bless. Peace out. Have fun.